Hello and welcome back to the Trap Game Podcast. I'm your host, Mark Kruthop. Um, I'm flying solo today on this podcast. Uh, Stevie Merks could not make it. He will be back soon. Um, I just wanted to get an episode out. It's been a little while. I think it was right after the Super Bowl or even, you know, probably a little bit longer than that. Um, so I've been really itching to record. Uh, so here we are. Um, a lot has happened since we've recorded the NFL draft. Baseball's been going on for a little bit now. Um, the NBA Finals just finished up tonight with the Golden State Warriors taking down the Boston Celtics. Um, hey, man, I love Jason Tatum. He's probably top three, one of my favorite players uh, in the NBA. But I still hate Boston. And now living so close to Boston, I could not be happier that Golden State ended that series tonight. Um, Steph wins his fourth ring. Um, I think at this point, he was already in the conversation, but you have to put him into the conversation of greatest basketball players of all time. And I'm not saying, yeah, he is one of the greatest, you know, like you have to start putting him into that conversation with LeBron, with Kobe, with Michael Jordan. The stuff that this guy does is just unbelievable. I mean, honestly, Golden State coming to this year, like, yeah, we knew they were going to be good, but let's be honest, they were kind of an afterthought after the Lakers. I mean, what a debacle that is. LeBron's showing his age. He's showing that he's a terrible general manager. Um, I will say, though, shout out to him for wanting to bring a basketball team to Vegas. Uh, I was kind of cheering for Phoenix, um, living there for a little while and not really having a strong basketball allegiance. Um, you know, they were fun to watch until game seven, uh, where they got absolutely blown off the court and looked like a NJB team. I, I mean, it was it was embarrassing what they did. Um, but yeah, like that would be awesome to see a team out in Vegas. Uh, the A's are looking into land in Vegas, so that would be pretty awesome too. Uh, I would probably be the NBA team fan first. Uh, you guys know that I will never switch allegiances from the Yankees. Um, but yeah, again, thank you Warriors for finishing out Boston tonight. Boston's a young team, man. They're going to be strong. They're going to come back. Uh, you know, Golden State's kind of getting to that point where, you know, Steph is getting older. Clay is getting older. Is that window starting to close? I would say so just a little bit because, you know, these guys can't keep performing at the level that they are uh, for for this long. Um, you know, they got resurgences from Andrew Wiggins. Jordan Poole has turned into the player that somehow fell to them at the end of the first round uh, three, four years ago. Um, so, yeah, man, good for the Warriors. Fourth ring, like I said, for those guys. Uh, they And they deserve it. You know, these guys have built through the draft. The only time that they brought in a really big name in free agency was KD, and they still capitalized then, too. Um, and all these teams that are trying to build through free agency, it's not really working out. Like, the Nets got swept out. Um, like I said earlier, the Lakers have been kind of trash outside them winning that fake championship inside the bubble. Um but yeah, man, uh, good for them. The Stanley Cup Finals going on right now. 
Uh, I wanted to touch on that just super quick. Um, we won't go into hockey too much. Uh, like I said, um, the Knights unfortunately did not make it into the postseason this year, but they did end up still kind of, you know, making it about them and hiring Bruce Cassidy from the Boston Bruins, who really no one thought was going to be traded or uh, let go from his position. Uh, so I'm really excited to see what he can do. I was never super big on Pete DeBoer. Uh, first of all, I am horrible at saying his name. So I'm not really sad that Bruce Cassidy is now the name I get to say a lot more, much more simple. Um, but yeah, like we hired the dude that was literally talking shit about us, not even three, two, three months before. Uh, never really bought into him. He was a good coach. Um, but, you know, if we were going to just do what we did and got rid of him in two and a half years, we should have just kept Gallant, who is turning that Rangers team into another powerhouse. Um, I really wanted them to finish it off uh, for Gallant, for Reeves. Uh, I was pulling for them hard. Um, at this point, I kind of hope this series doesn't finish out, so neither the Lightning or the Avalanche can win. Um, the Avs winning the first game in overtime. Uh, super value, I would say, on Tampa Bay to come back and win that series. Uh, they're plus 230 to come back. Um, and if there's a team that can beat the Avalanche, it is Tampa. I mean, they scored two goals in like 25 seconds in game one. Um, and, you know... The Avs are a great team, but I think defensively they're going to have a hard time holding Tampa to three goals for this series. Like, There's going to be a couple games where Tampa puts up five or six goals, I feel, um, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, other than that, I really, I really want to talk about baseball, and more specifically, I think you guys know who I'm going to kind of brag about a little bit. But here's my thing. I'm not going to get ahead of myself. We're still super early into the season. There's still a lot that can happen. But my goodness, as I'm recording this today, the New York Yankees are 47 and 16. And let's remember, they we're off to not a great start. And the world was falling around us after the offseason that we thought was terrible. Um, after... You know, Judge not re-signing, and that's still being up in the air, which is, you know, still a little bit scary. Um, the Yankees have been an absolute powerhouse. You know, and all these these little weenies that want to talk about the Yankees and can't worry about their own teams. Oh, they only play bad teams. They only play bad teams. Oh, well, guess what? We've won 14 straight at home, just swept out Tampa Bay. Uh, where what, where were you guys then? Uh, they pretty much started the collapse of the Angels. Uh, that Angels fourteen game losing streak. I think they were. Uh, I think they had just lost the previous series, um, but the Yankees didn't make it any easier on them. Um, and you can only beat the teams that are in, in are in front of you anyway. And let's not forget just how dominant this team is. Let's break down the ERA for every starting pitcher right now. Jordan Montgomery, 2.70. Jamison Tyon, 2.93. Nestor Cortez, the ace of the league right now, 1.94. Uh, 
Luis Severino, who hadn't pitched in almost two years, 2.80. And the worst pitcher on our staff right now is Garrett Cole at a 3.33, which most teams would give their left nut to have a guy with an ERA like that leading their staff. And that's our worst right now. So, like I said, I don't want to get ahead of myself. I'm not going to sit here and proclaim the Yankees, the World Series champions, by any stretch of the imagination. Um, Because we see how that works out a lot of the time for those number one teams. Um, You get kind of worried that, yeah, maybe this is like the Yankees' one stretch through the entire season where no one can beat them. Um, At some point, they will obviously come back down to earth. Um, They're not going to win 120 games, 130 games. It's obviously just not plausible. Um, You are going to have an injury somewhere down the road that's going to sting a little bit. Um, And you have to see where that takes them, where, you know, this team is having fun. You can tell that there's really great chemistry. Um, I don't know how to gritty. I don't really care for the TikTok trends, but... I love seeing the gritty after a walk-off home run. I will say that. Um, And this all started with Aaron Judge's walk-off home run against the Blue Jays, his first one um, of his career. And guess who was there? Me and my guy Steve. And at the time, Steve wasn't sure. He wasn't sure. He was was grown up a Mets fan. But I was kind of like, he wasn't big in the baseball, but I've been lobbying him. And before we went to that game, he signed. He signed with the New York Yankees. And ever since then, they've been the best team in the league. So if you're a Yankees fan and you listen to this podcast, you have Stevie Merckx to thank for this absolute amazing run. And not to mention, every time a Yankees team has started this hot, they have won the World Series. I, like I said, I'm not saying it's going to happen, but you like to see all these trends. You like that Stevie Merckx is now behind us. Um, it, it's all been amazing. It's all been seriously so cool. Um, I mean, Judge's slash line, 310 batting average, 25 home runs, 49 RBIs. The dude is absolutely the front runner for the MVP right now. I mean, a genius to bet on himself before the season. The Yankees should have just paid up even a little bit more to lock him in for the foreseeable future. You know, yeah, those end years of his career might have been hard to swallow, but you're not paying the guy for six, seven years down the road. You're paying him for what he can provide you right now. And if they don't win the World Series this year and he goes to another team and keeps producing the way he is and leads them to a World Series... Brian Cashman better find the fastest way out of New York because when everyone wanted Glaber traded, um, I being I was on the fence. I would have not been sad to see him go, but I'm not. I I didn't hate that we kept him. Um, the dude was saying that he had to live in New York, and why would he trade Glaber? Well, you know what, bud? If that was your stance with Glaber Torres, how do you think we're going to feel if Aaron Judge walks out that door and goes sign with a team like the San Francisco Giants? I mean, like I said, you'll never be able to show your face around any Yankee fan for the rest of your life. 
So you better hope he re-signs. Um, he obviously loves playing in New York. We obviously love Aaron Judge. So we just let's just hope hope that he re-signs. Um, but yeah, man, like what a just just a magical season that these guys are having. It's been so fun to watch. Um, you never truly feel like they're out of it. They have, and uh, just another stat that has just been so much fun to watch to see. They are the least comeback on team of every single team. And they're the team that has the most comeback wins. So if you're up on the Yankees, don't feel safe. If you're down on the Yankee, or if you're down to the Yankees, um, the, the chances are you're not winning that game. And, and Anthony Rizzo hits a walk-off home run tonight. Jose Trevino has been an absolute stud pickup. Clay Holmes has been the best reliever in all of Major League Baseball this year. The dude hasn't given up a run in over 30 innings at this point. Um, and I will, to Cashman's credit, he's been pressing all the right buttons. Um, but I'm, I'm let's pump the brakes still because these guys are performing out of their minds. There's no way in a thousand years that Brian Cashman was sitting there thinking that Garrett Cole was going to have the worst ERA on this staff and be 31 games above 500. I mean, the odds of that happening are probably a million to one. And and it's and it's happening right now. Um, just to look at the standings alone, Toronto is 37 and 26, 11 games above 500 and are... 10 games back of the Yankees right now as I'm recording. Tampa Bay is 12 games back. Boston, who has been probably one of the best teams in baseball and and have gone like 23, 24, and 11 or something like that and have only lost ground to the Yankees. Like, let that sink in. These guys are 14 games above 500 over the a little bit over a month and have not gained a single game on the Yankees. And then Baltimore, 20 games back. We all knew that was going to happen. Um, and Taylor Walls, buddy, who said that the Yankees were a beatable team. How's that going for you, pal? I hope you uh, take all three of those L's back to Tampa Bay with you and your 148 batting average, you freaking goofball. But... It's just been awesome. Um, hopefully it keeps up. Hopefully injuries don't just run rampant. And uh, we reinforce the team and, um, you know, hopefully see the Dodgers, the Mets, one of those teams um, in the World Series. And, uh, hey, real quick, congratulations to the Mets, to the Mets fans, how well they've been playing. Um I know you guys are worried about a collapse because uh, it kind of just seems like the Mets thing to do normally. But, you know, they're still winning games without DeGrom, without Scherzer right now. Uh, Alonzo's playing at an MVP level. Starling Marte still, to me, is the best signing in free agency uh, f- for pretty much any team. Um, the dude drives the offense. He gets on base. He steals bases. He plays a really good right field. Um, replacing Michael Conforto with that guy, absolute win. Steve Cohen wants to win. He's showing it. Uh, I mean, what can we say about the Dodgers? We already know that they're going to be there at the end. 
Um, and man, you just kind of feel for Cincinnati Reds fans, don't you? Like these guys have one, maybe two good years, and then they completely gut the entire team. And then their owner or GM is shitting on the fans because they want them to be competitive. Like, what are you doing? You're obviously not in the right business. If you want to go make money and just not care about anyone, go somewhere else because sports is not the place to do that. You know, unless you're like in LA or California where those fans really don't give a shit um, and it's just something for them to do. Man, Reds fans, I feel bad. You know, Cincinnati in general has had to deal with some really terrible owners. Um, I mean, they looked like a little league team for the first month. I think they were what four and twenty or four and sixteen, some horrible number. Um, playing really well as of late. Um, well, I don't want to say really well, but much better than what they were. And uh, they just dug themselves such a huge hole that they're not getting back out of that anytime soon. Um, I hope. Me personally, I hope the Yankees go get Tyler Stevenson from them, that their catcher. Uh, as, as great as Jose Trevino has been, um, the guy's been around for a long time. There's a reason he's kind of bounced back and forth to a few different teams. Um, you know, I, I don't think it's sustainable, unfortunately, but hopefully it is. And hopefully the dude is um, the best catcher offensively in the American League this year. Um, another crazy player that's coming through, Matt Carpenter. The dude has like seven hits and six of them are home runs. Like I said, Brian Cashman is just pulling everything out. Um, and he's hitting right now and you got to give him that credit. Hopefully it doesn't fall. Um, and we'll keep going with that. Uh, but anyway, let's move on. Um, I know we like to talk about golf a little bit. Right now, the U.S. Open's going on. Rory McIlroy kind of seems like he's back. Um, but, of course, right now, the big story is the LI, LIV tournament, who's taken some pretty big names. Um, Dustin Johnson, Kevin Na, Louis Oosthuizen, all those guys are playing in the U.S. Open right now because um, outside of majors, the PGA really has no say. Um, even though they have been banned from every other tournament besides you know those big major tournaments. Um, that was a shocker, man. When I saw Dustin Johnson was leaving, like this guy's going to play with like, if it's, it's almost like if Josh Allen was to leave the bills to go play in the ASFL or whatever the hell new football leagues going on the 15th one, it seems in the last like six years, um, a huge name, huge name leaving and from what I've seen, what I've heard is they're th- trying to throw more and more money at these guys to leave the PGA and come play at this tournament. So it is very well funded. And obviously, they do have some kind of leverage, some pull. Uh, it is attractive to see some of these big name golfers for some reason. Um, like I said, man, I don't think DJ is the last big name guy to leave. Like, you get Phil Mickelson, whatever, the dude's in his twilight of his career. Louis Oosthuizen would hang around. Sergio Garcia, you know, like some guys that have won, definitely, but no one that is always constantly on that leaderboard. Um, so 
I wouldn't trust any of these guys. Oh, you know, I'm all about the PGA. What are these guys doing? Well, guess what? DJ was saying that same thing like a month before he left. So like I said, I, I would not be shocked at all if another couple big-name guys leave to go play in this LIV tournament. Um, I, I saw some of it on TV. Could not understand what was going on, to be completely honest. Um, only three rounds kind of seems, you know, they're playing teams. It's all a shotgun start. Just all very weird rules. Um, the PGA, for me, at least, is still where it's at. Rory's in uh, third right or second right now, three under uh, after winning last week. Uh, yeah, man. Uh, and it kind of seems like these PGA players are getting like more and more annoyed at first. It's like, Hey man, understand why they're doing it. It's for their families. Then they're like, Hey, I don't understand why they're doing it. I wouldn't do it. Uh, but you know, I don't hate them. And then today after Rory won, it just keeps like more and more aggressive and more and more sounds like they're annoyed by it. Um, so like I said, man, I, I just, I just don't think this LIV tournament is going to be going away for a while. Uh, and like I said, don't be surprised if you see a couple big name golfers, uh, leave. I, I just wouldn't be shocked at that at all. Um, and it, it's not, it's not the best segue. Why are athletes so soft nowadays? I kind of want to go back to the Yankees real quick. And it's not even about the Yankees. It was a situation that happened with them. Um, Miles Straw, the Cleveland Guardians now, got up onto the fence, was trying to get in a fan's face. Then after the game, fans were throwing beer cans at them because to what it, it looked like to me was that they were kind of egging it on after the game, which... Let me be very clear about this. The fans that threw stuff on the field to begin with should never be allowed back in a game anywhere. Um, you know, absolutely talk shit, have fun. It's kind of, you know, as long as you're not being racist or, you know, too overbearing. But calling George Springer a cheater, calling Jose Altuve a cheater, you know, telling telling uh, Alex Verdugo he sucks in left field, even though he's playing left field and we're sitting in the bleachers watching him play but that's neither here or there these athletes nowadays just seem more and more entitled to be able to say what they want hey man if someone was going to pay me 45 million dollars to go walk around top golf and some guest wanted to say hey you're a piece of shit you suck i'd be like hey man thanks a lot and i just keep walking like who cares? Like I said, if unless they're being outwardly racist, you have ways of handling that. Just be like, hey, man, tell, tell security. You don't need to get involved. Like everyone, like, and they should have fun. They should have fun with it. Like perfect example, Randy Arozarena of the Tampa Bay Rays. I was at a game last year. This dude was, you know, just chirping, chirping to Rosarena. Wasn't saying anything crazy. And Rosarena, this dude was a muscle freak. And Rosarena would turn around and, like, pretend he was stabbing his leg, like, shooting up steroids. What's wrong? What's wrong with that? Have fun with it. If you're the player, have fun. If you're a fan, have fun. Don't be an idiot and get too personal. 
But that's what sports is. Like, you guys should be able to have fun with it. Like, Kyrie Irving flipping off fans behind his head because they're, you know, Kyrie is not the most loved person in Boston, understandably. But why are we coming after Kyrie for that? It's a middle finger. When these fans are probably saying some horrible shit to him, like, that's how you handle that situation. And don't come for Kyrie. Yes, he's a little bit of a weirdo. But don't come for him because he flipped off a fan. Like, get over it. Get over it. He's not jumping in the stands. He's not telling people, go F yourself. Go F your mom. You know, like, let's let players interact a little bit and have fun with the shit talking. I love, and that's another thing with me is like, People, especially the Knicks fans, hate Trey Young. But one thing you cannot take away from that kid is that he embraces it. If he has a bad game and fans let him hear it, you know what he's not doing? He's not sitting at the press conference table. He's not sitting there, oh, the fans are so mean to me, like Russell Westbrook. Hey, man, guess what? You're terrible and have been overrated forever. Sure, Lakers fans aren't going to like you because they took you over, um, over, why can't I, uh, DeMar DeRozan. DeMar DeRozan was an NBA, all NBA level guy this year. You were Russell Westbrook. And fans let you hear it. Like, really, your last, your legacy is tarnished because probably only a couple fans are calling you Westbrook. Get over yourself, man. You are the most overrated player in the NBA. And Trey Young, have fun with it. Do keep that is a, that's an example. Yeah, you splash a three to end the game in an opposing arena. Absolutely, let the fans know you just did that because that's what the fans are there for. We're not there to see our team blow every team out. We're there to see a fun, good game. And hey. Sometimes your team loses, and sometimes you need that guy to hate in a sports sense. You can't, you know, like I said, don't come after him personally because he beat your team. You're an idiot if you let it get to that point. But yes, Trey Young, love that kid for his competitiveness, for the fact that he can interact with fans, go back and forth with them. It's, uh, it's refreshing to see that guys can still enjoy it, still can take the trash talk, but give it back. And like I said, it's probably not always respectful, but he turns it around and he uses it as fuel. That's what more people need to do. Um, and, you know, social media, these guys just, like I said, it, these guys just feel more and more entitled. Um you know, to not take any criticism, which is just, is just the most asinine thing in the world when you're making $45 million to play a kid's game. Like, come on, man. You serious? And then going back to last year when Mets... I still can't believe Mets fans have forgiven Francisco Lindor the way they did. Like, I guess when you don't have as many players and you don't enjoy success like they have been, um, you know... If if any player on the Yankees was giving the fans a thumb down because they were playing like shit, they would have to trade him the next day. He would not be safe. 
He would not be safe. If Aaron Hicks, Aaron Hicks is probably the most hated man in all of New York. If that dude came out and was giving the fans a thumb down, he would have to go into witness protection. But Mets fans, you know, as much credit as I want to give this Mets team, Mets fans, man, have some self-respect. I still can't believe you guys forgave him like you did. It's unbelievable. I, I would hate and boo every time he came up if I was a Mets fan. Would I cheer if he hit a home run because I love the team? Yeah, maybe, but that's neither here or there. Um, moving on to football. Not a ton. A little quiet right now, um, unless you're a Cleveland Browns fan. Uh, Deshaun Watson, the dude. I, I cannot imagine a scenario where this guy plays a full year this year. He was cleared of charges, but then more and more women are bringing allegations against him. Um, I forgot which newspaper, but I think it was the New York Times maybe. Dug into it a little bit deeper um, and is not letting the story go away. And he's having to deal with that. And the Browns just gave him this huge deal. Um, Apparently, you know... They burnt some bridges with Baker Mayfield, and he doesn't want to play there anymore, so they might be in trouble even having a backup quarterback at this point if Deshaun Watson can't play. Um, I mean, if you're the Browns, how do you let this guy play at this point? I mean, it it would just be a nightmare. Uh, I mean, if they want Kyler Murray, they can have him. At this point, I'd I'd take Baker over Kyler. And then uh, they can pay him another $50 million or whatever the Cardinals keep saying. Listen, just give the dude his money. Just stop talking about it. Just give this dude the money he doesn't deserve so we can all just move on. And the Cardinals can keep not winning. Because now we have to deal with $50 million that apparently Kyler is going to get. We're already in trap hell or in cap hell, but sure, you know, let's let's just give this dude that hasn't won us a playoff game yet fifty million dollars. We don't have a center uh, because Rodney Hudson is supposedly pissed off. I mean, I would be too, seeing the direction that this team is going, uh, giving Steve Keim and and uh, Cliff Kingsbury extensions. Like how dumb. I, I still I still can't wrap my head around it, honestly. Um I'm uh, I'm pretty close to the point where I think I might open up my fandom to free agent free agent NFLism. Um, I'm gonna give the Cardinals one more year. I think it's kind of like my rookie. It's like my walk year, like Aaron Judge right now. You know, like I want to stay with the team, but they're not fully committing to me that they want to be. They want me to be there as a fan. So we're real close, folks. We're real close to opening up our uh, NFL free agent fandom. Um, I tell you three teams were crossing off the list right away. The Dallas Cowboys, the Pittsburgh Steelers, and the New England Patriots. And I guess the Seattle Seahawks and any of the other NFC teams, NFC West teams at least. Uh, I tell you right now, the Bengals are the front runners. 
as bad as that front office has been, um, and they'll probably find a way to mess it up right now. I mean, you just cannot not love Joe Burrow. That is a dude that deserves $50 million. Comes back from a absolutely almost getting his leg ripped off of his body, taking an un- over, like a way overachieving Bengals team all the way to the Super Bowl. If it wasn't for their coach making the dumbest decision in the history of Super Bowls besides Marshawn Lynch not running the ball four straight times, they win that Super Bowl. And Joe Burrow is automatically the biggest superstar in the NFL. I I think if he would have won that Super Bowl, he would have jumped Patrick Mahomes, honestly. Um, I don't know. I would love to know who you guys think is going to win the Super Bowl next year. I mean, obviously, you got to consider the Chiefs again. You have to consider the Bills again. Um, I don't think the Bengals have a repeat performance. I think they'll be good. I think they'll, uh, you know, compete for the playoffs again. But I just can't. I can't see back-to-back trips to the playoffs to the Super Bowl by the Bengals. Um, and we'll dive more into it uh, when the season gets closer, uh, because you guys know that we love to do the pick shows during the season. Um, but yeah, let's, uh, that's really all I have right now. Like I said, kind of let a lot of time pass. So I don't really want to bring up a lot of old stuff. Um, I'm going to start recording weekly. I know I've said it before. Um, I was moving into a new spot. I'm still trying to build out my, like my, quote unquote studio um, here so I can have a nice quiet place to record consistently um, and hopefully Stevie can be on every episode moving forward Um, but like I said sometimes there's going to be weeks when he's here sometimes I'm going to be recording by myself Um, please if you guys have anything specific you want to talk to me or me to talk about please send it to me uh, comment on um, Spotify, comment on iTunes, and I definitely will bring it up. Um, I do have a Trap Game Instagram, so please go follow that. Uh, slide into the DMs there, and anything that you guys want me to talk about, I can definitely go over on the upcoming episodes. Um, but again, thank you guys for listening, um, and I will talk to you guys next week. See you later.